Welcome to Level Up Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland. As we step into the bright new year of 2024, we're thrilled to guide you on a journey of growth and transformation. This year, we're all about elevating our game. Expect engaging episodes packed with actionable tips, inspiring stories, and innovative strategies to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. Whether it's mastering the art of goal setting, exploring the latest trends, or learning from industry experts, our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and motivation you need to soar to new heights. Get ready to think big, level up, and make 2024 your most successful year yet. Let's embark on this exciting journey together. Last year, we were rated top 10% and global rank on most popular shows out of 3 million podcasts. Thanks to you. Also, we are here to let you know that you can work with us with writing our anthology. It starts on February 1st, and we have a very limited seat. So as a loyal listener to Level Up Podcast, if you add the code VIP2024, it will give you a $50 discount. If you get four friends to join you, you can be part of our anthology for free. They just need to let you know that you refer them to me. And then you can visit luabyduckleland.com. Click here after the level up words. And there you are. I hope to see you and work with you on February 1st. Have a fantastic day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new year. Yes, we have taken a break at least a month on this summer, I got very sick and my family was very sick, so I apologize. And thank you so much for listening back up. So this year, we have a lot, a lot of things that we want to help you with. I basically just got my TV show, so please watch us on Roku under uh, E360 TV Network. If you app, download that app under Fresh Takes, you will see me at Level Up Circle TV. Anyhow, today's episode is about living with integrity, right? And this interview is about how does living with integrity help you open up opportunities, whether it's personal or professional. So I have some tips for you. First one is building trust. Integrity fosters a strong sense of trustworthiness in business and personal relationships. People are more inclined to trust someone who consistently displays honesty and moral soundness. So distrust can lead to more opportunities as others feel confident in engaging with someone they believe to be reliable and, of course, ethical. The second tip is enhancing reputation. Consistently demonstrating integrity builds a positive reputation. Now, in the professional world, a good reputation can lead to recommendations, referrals, and offers that might not be available to someone perceived as lacking integrity. Attracting like-minded individuals and organizations is my third one. Living with integrity often attracts others who value honesty and ethical behavior. This can result in forming valuable connections with individuals and, of course, organizations that share similar values, thus creating opportunities for collaboration and growth. The next one is establishing a strong foundation for leadership. Integrity is a key trait for effective leadership. Leaders who demonstrate integrity are more likely to inspire and motivate their teams, leading to better performance and more opportunities for the entire group. And my last one is cultivating cultivating inner strength and peace. Living with integrity provides a sense of inner peace and strength, which can be attractive to others. This inner confidence can open doors as it often leads to a more positive outlook and the ability to handle challenges effectively. Traits valued in many aspects of life. Let's go ahead and listen up to our next episode right? And this is going to be my brother Olu all the way from Nigeria. Let's welcome brother Olu. Lots of things happening in the background. All I can tell you is the topic today is very important because it is all about integrity. And this guest of mine has the most 
Wow. Integrity. Okay. I have seen in my life. It's been um, a whirlwind coming to LinkedIn and all the social media platform. I wanted to give you a caveat that you have to watch out for people who are eager to add you in groups, who are eager to um, be your biggest supporter, who talks about authenticity a lot, who talks about community a lot, but they're not able to be authentic around you or around your friends. And also almost like borderline harasses you for a conversation, but not want to open up their video. If you can't visibly see someone on a Zoom chat, walk away, right? You're not important enough for them to open up that video and get to know you. There is no conversation because we have to be very careful in this day and age, right? Because there are so many fake people out there. So you got to be careful. Um, like Donald Cohen show yesterday, he said the people that are the loudest, the biggest people that talks about authenticity a lot and being caring are the people that you have to really watch out for, especially if you have not talked to them. Okay. So let's level up today. Let's talk about integrity. Are you guys ready? Our king for the day, Mr. O, please DM him, connect with him. He's an amazing person. You get to know him today. So I'm not going to talk more about him because you're going to get to know him today. Hello, brother. I'm very guys, good. Guys, he is nervous. He is nervous. So <laughs> can you guys give him some love? Like, he's like, I'm nervous. This is my first time. And I don't know what, what's happening. Just shake it off. Like I told him, like, damn, scream. We're going to do karaoke. I stretch, I stretch the beats. I stretch. <laughs> you know? So, but, I mean, it's it's my very first time on a platform this huge, you know. And it's not just the platform; it's the feeling that that has come with it. You know, the way you've related with me for almost a month or so now is just incredible. So, it's not just the platform, you know. So, if it was like a, a professional platform where I've been invited to. And I'm supposed to just speak professionally. I mean, I would be professional, but um, I have a lot of feelings, you know, connected with these, you know, because of my relationship with you. So that 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 puts some pressure on me to make sure that um, my coming in adds value, you know, to your program because that is what family does. I'm not supposed to come and then your rating goes down. I'm supposed to come and the rating, you know, goes up and then people are talking about it, you know, so that matters to me. That's the least I can give you back, you know, for the recognition, for the kindness, just for being so awesome, really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm dancing. I'm dance <laughs> to the music. <laughs> see, I was you like, oh, see Lord, me God, dance. <laughs> you should see me dance when I'm not on camera. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm gonna put a camera and turn it on. I'm like, oh, brother's dancing oh, over there. Oh, <laughs> I'm seventies, you know. They gave it to me in the seventies, you know. So Marvin Gaye, Smokies, Bee you know. But I oh, I love Bee Gees, like, Abba, oh, Journey. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we are gonna be here. Oh my gosh, I just want to highlight all those people, Lenny. <sighs> I love you, sister. Thank you so much for the conversation yesterday. Crystal, I think you're new. Hello. Um, I have not seen you. What's up, sister? Okay, so while I'm highlighting some of this conversation, I'm going yes. to ask you this question, brother. Think back 20 years ago and find within your timeline some of the significant changes in your life that got you here where you're at today. I know you have a lot of timeline, but just 20 years and then today, like the in-between that's huge that made an impact on your life. Okay. Um, I've never shared this with anyone. With anyone. Um, one of the most traumatic experiences I ever had that was like a change in my life. You know, I grew up in a relatively well-to-do family. You know, um, my grandfather was a highly um, recognized lawyer, very wealthy. Uh, my dad had gone to Denmark 
at a point in time, you know. So I was my granddad's um, first grandchild. So I, I was spoiled to a certain extent. So I had everything. I never knew what it meant not to, you know, for toothpaste to run out in the, in the bedroom. You know, I just go to the bedroom and there's toothpaste there. I go into the bedroom, there's bathing soap, you know. I, I never lacked for anything. Um, and then in 1994, he passed away. And in Africa, in Nigeria, this is a man that this is what he does. When I come back from school, he would come outside and then he would wave his hands, you know, like this, calling my name. And I'm talking about in the 70s. I was given birth to in 1972. So I'm talking 78, 79 when I was in primary school, elementary school, you know. And when I see him, I would run to him. And then he would take me into his sitting room. He had two buildings in the compound. My dad, being his first son, was living in one of the buildings, the entire building. He was living in another one. And I was the only one who had access into his sitting room. I was the only one who could switch on the TV in the 70s. Yeah, I, any other person, he would, he would, I mean, he would give them a piece of his mind. So what my uncles would do was that they would come to me and ask me to go and get the key. You know, all those TV sets that had, had doors, you know, and then they had a key. And he passed away in 94. And I've been very, very private about this. But I will share this because it's you. My parents got divorced in 96. I was 24 years old. And because my granddad passed away in a lot of things, you know, because we're in Africa, we're Nigerians. When a very wealthy person dies, you know, we tend to have extended families. People come from different places, you know. And then I suffered the first reversal of fortune that I'd ever experienced because things were never the same. My mom and my dad got divorced. I had to get a job in 1996. I got a job as a personal assistant to the medical director of a hospital. So at 24, I had to start working. Because then I had to start buying things myself, toothpaste, toiletries. I had to buy food. You know, sometimes I would have to go to the houses, you know, of some of my neighbors so that I can eat. It was that bad because um, I wasn't earning so much. So that was a major, you know, transforming experience for me. Um, the second one would be the one I went through in 2012. You know, um, uh, when that happened, when I lost my job in the bank, I don't think I would ever recover from it. Not in the sense that I'm not strong, you know, because what doesn't kill you, we say that over here, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, you know. And the truth is that every day, psycho-emotionally, I carry those scars around. Now, what those scars do is that they don't make me weak. They don't make me sad per se. You know, they make me strong. But the thing is that I'm not who I used to be. I'm conscious of that, that I'm different now. I, there's no way I can go back to, because the, the, the way I see things now is different. You know, I'm calmer. Um, peace means more to me than anything else. I'll just walk away if there's going to be a problem, you know, because I know how valuable my inner peace is. So I lost the job. Uh, when I was working, I mean, I could go into practically any store. I was that well paid, you know, because I was blessed. You know, um, I was known as a whiz kid, you know, with computers. Once they call people in IT and they can solve the problem, almost everybody would then come to me and then, there's something about me with with computers and a lot of people don't get that, you know. That's why sometimes I, I wonder why I'm actually not employed because this is what happens. 
it's almost spiritual. And it has always been that way right from when I was young, me with gadgets. You know, my dad was an electric, electronic engineer, you know. So right from when I was young, I'd been used to him soldering these, you know, him taking things apart, using meters to measure things and all that. So the thing with me with computers is this. Once a person has a problem with the computer system and I take the computer, it's almost as if it tells me where the problem is. It always amazes people. You know, um, I had a head of IT when I was in Oceanic Bank before they moved me into, they were so impressed with my creative abilities and they created a group, you know, under me, you know, because originally when I joined them, I was in IT, you know, I was a supervisor, just a junior staff. But they found that when they call the head of the IT, you know, when they have a problem, you know, desktop, you know, user support and all of that, he wouldn't be able to solve the problem. So, but when they call me, immediately I come in, it's like, I, I just do it like, okay, this is it. Oh, oh all right. Uh, thank you, Shay. And then, you know, I go away like in minutes. But now the thing is that the reason why that is so is because it's not a job for me. I loved computing. I was going to read medicine. I was a straight A student in school. In Nigeria, when you're a straight A student, when you're brilliant, the family, it's, you know, it's given. They, they, they just expect that you're going to read medicine. And that was what I was going to do. I had A3 distinction in biology. I love biology, chemistry, and all of that. But then in 1991, while I was in school, in boarding school, in high school, um, they introduced a computer department. And for the first time in my life, I saw a computer. Because I was one of the top students, the, the person who was responsible for the department made me the coordinator for, the, for that particular department. I've never looked back since then. You know, it was MS-DOS in those days, you know, the you know, codes and all of that. And uh, I'd always been afraid of blood. You know, I'm a very queasy person, you know. So my plan was that if I was going to read medicine, so I was going to do research or anything that would not involve surgery. I, I can't, I can't, even when I'm watching documentaries, you know, I, I, I feel like I'd faint if I see hearts actually beating during open heart surgery and all of that. So I already knew that if I was going to do medicine anyway, I wasn't going to practice, you know, like surgery. You know, I could do some wounds and all of that. So immediately the computer thing came in. I just switched to computers. So um, when I lost the job, it was a really horrible experience. I, it's sometimes even now when, I, when I'm sitting down, even though my situation in life is so much better since 2019, you know, by the grace of God, without any prejudice to people who do not ascribe to that faith. You know, um, it was it, it was just something else. Um, I, I moved from the bedroom flat that I used to be in with my family. You know, that ability to walk into any store to buy anything, you know. And when I walk in, you know, they give me that recognition because they know, you know, I can buy anything. And then, you know, at the end of the month, they know that when I'm paying, I'm probably even, you know, tipping them some extra and all of that could take care of my kids. I could pay my daughter's school fees because I only had, you know, one uh, at the point in time. Then there were three of them. We ended up in one room. One room, you know. And because of the way that I was brought up, which I feel has helped to a certain extent, you know, to contribute to the kind of person that I, I am, the place I we ended up in, I couldn't allow my kids to go out all the time and play, you know, because it was it was really it was basically a ghetto, you know, and a lot of horrible things happen among the kids because they are unattended. You know, the parents leave them. You have kids um, playing around with their genitals and stuff like that, and things like that, that I have actually seen. So I try to keep an eye. So when I want my kids to play, I actually take them outside and go to the back of my room window so that they can play there and I can keep an eye on them. We, it, it, was, it was hell. I had a couple of friends in the United States, uh, people that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And 
if I get to that point, I must see them at least once in my lifetime so that I can hug them and tell them thanks. You know, people who would send me $50 to buy food stuff. I have pictures. You know, I would take the $50 and then I would go and buy food stuff. I put the food stuff on the table, take pictures of it and send to them, you know, so that they would know that the money they sent to me, I used for what they asked me to. You know, the reason why they gave it to me, people like Brian Zina, people like uh, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca, Herb, uh, wonderful people. So Those cute. two people, particular. oh, it was, it. I, um, we were starving. We yeah. were starving. The kids, three kids, you know, three kids. My heart is Oh, no, it, it's, it was, I, no, words. It, Brother, it, it I, want, I want else. to go back to the conversation we had when... Yeah. We first met, right? Like how yeah. we first met. Yeah. My heart literally moved me in that room because there were so many people in that audio room. And yeah, I saw so many disrespectful people on LinkedIn in that conversation. I was actually in awe that it kept going and it wasn't controlled where it should be. And and it breaks my heart when people, adults, Okay, adults, when you have a conversation and, you know, it's to, I, I like conflict. I always tell people it conflict is good, but you have to have boundaries and you have to have threshold. And I True. think the boundaries and threshold on that room that we were to was not good. Um, yeah. You know, it was tried to pull, but people were so disrespectful. And my heart just, I was like out of breath when I heard you speak and you were actually the first one that I've seen that has so much passion about integrity. And that's why I wanted to bring you up today because living with integrity and the path to authenticity is hard, right? Especially when you're surrounded with people who just wants to pull you down and they're the loudest and they're the meanest and they're not actually authentic or have integrity. So this is my next question. How can you, okay, stay true to your values and maintain your integrity when you're faced with ethical dilemmas? Uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, I think it's not so much a desire as much as something in the person. Because I must, I must be honest with you, um, how I survived those years of lack and I did not resort to, I could have lied. You know, I could have lied to Brian. I could have lied to Rebecca. I could have said one of my kids, you know, was in the hospital. They probably sent me $500 or maybe, you know, a thousand. I know Rebecca could have done that. You know, and the thought crossed my mind a couple of times, but I won't do that. You know, so the thing is that I must tell you the, the, the way I, I, because I don't, it's important for me, you know, to, to be true, to be authentic. You know, because uh, I don't want people in the audience listening, you know, um, to have to get the impression that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to send the message that I'm like a saint. I'm not a saint. I'm just a human being. It's just the way that I am wired. It's just the way that I am made, you know. Uh, and then, you know, when you when you aspire for inculcating a particular principle, quality, or virtue, you know, it, it becomes very important to you, no matter what the situation is, you know. So a lot of opportunities came. I, I had a couple of young men that came to me several times. They wanted me to build, you know, the duplicate of a bank website so that they can use it for scam. Another set came, they wanted me to do the driver's license for California for something, you know. And these are young people all around me, but they knew how good I was with, you know, in computing. And then another set came, they wanted me to get the account number of a friend. So the thing is that I think it has to do, because I don't want to come across as if it's easy. It is not. Particularly, you know, it's easy to be good or to give when you have extra and you know extra is relative for all of us you know so it's easy to give but you remember in the bible and i'm using the bible now as purely um, a historical source not as a religious source 
you know, purely historical. The, the, the widow's mite from that lady, you know, other people came, they gave gold, they gave diamond, they gave rubies, they gave a lot of things, but she came and gave just a, just a tiny bit. But that tiny bit was all that she had. So it's, it's about who we are relatively, you know? I don't want to come across as if uh, there's something special about me or that everybody has to have the values that I have. But it is my right to look for other people that have the same values as I do, you know? And how I got through that period without resorting to um, deceiving people or scamming people, to be, to be honest with you, I really cannot say. I just took it one day at a time. And then I know that my faith had a great deal to do with that, you know, because I didn't want to get to a point where I would get some money, maybe by scamming someone. And then once I'm comfortable, maybe even people make a lot of money doing scams. They end up buying buildings over here. We know them. We see them. They're in, you know, SUVs and all of that. But what always occurred to me was that I don't want a situation where I'm living in that kind of house that I got in that kind of way, driving that kind of car, and then I'm not, I'm disgusted with myself. Yeah, you could have all the money in the world. And then, because you know what you did to get it. Yeah. And then another thing is that I believe in karma very, mm. very strongly. I've got kids. So what if I scam people, make a lot of money, send the kids to school, build houses, and then I go because everybody's going to go at some point in time. What happens to the kids spiritually? You, there's going to be payment in some form. That is what I believe. It might not seem educated or enlightened, but I study esoteric philosophy to a certain extent. You know, so, I mean, it's about action and reaction. You, you don't just do something and then you throw a pebble in the, in the, in the river and you expect that there will be no ripples. There would be ripples, you know? And when they spread I'm so out, glad eventually you said that. they'll come. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you said that because I believe in Thank karma. You. And when people do something bad to other people, yeah. maybe for them it feels good at a time. And karma mm -hmm. hasn't gotten them. Sometimes karma doesn't come when you think they're coming. Sometimes karma doesn't come tomorrow or the next day, but it will come. And when it comes... It will be hard on you. And I truly believe that. And that's why, you know, having living with integrity sometimes, and I say that that is not, it's not easy because there's so many things <laughs> and so many factors in our environment that makes you question, what am I doing? What, what is this people doing? And and sometimes it's your friends that, that influences you to think Ooh. differently about your core, right? But like what yes. Paul said, if you know who you are as a person and what you want and what mm. you believe, mm. nothing can shake mm. you. You're unshakable, True. right? Nothing True. can shake you. I True. will leave a job if my integrity, my moral beliefs, and I will leave a friendship in any relationship if True. my integrity is not intact. I will not be friends yes. with anybody who scams people, True. who is a fake who, you know, runs around being the cheerleader, but then you're not even the right person, right? Sure. And sure. sometimes people won't see it. They see it for what it is in front of them, but they don't see the intentions. And to me, everything is intentions, right? And sometimes I'm so busy doing whatever at my project that I don't see it. But when I see it, when I see it, I will call you out on it. Awesome. For sure, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, there was something you were saying. To be honest with you, I've, I've walked this funny life, this, you know, integrity for so long that it's not profited me. It's not profited me. You know why? Because um, there's, some, there's just something about people, you know. Uh, maybe people don't want to offend people. Not that they don't have integrity. And then, you know, there's some people that are so skilled in deceiving others you know they're wrong and you can't put your finger on it you can't really call people to say okay look at what this person did there's some people that have a mastery of that you know and then you are the right person you are the one that has you know has integrity 
But there's a way they do it, you know. Those those kinds. I, I let me give you an instance. I was talking with a friend, and I had a trainee come in yesterday because I do computer training, you know, just to supplement income. So I, fortunately for me, recently I got a gentleman, you know, who wants to learn how to do graphic design. So he comes in, you know. So we were just talking. We there was something where I was teaching him fundamentals of art, and then we we just digressed a bit because he's executive training. He's not a high school student, so. It's a bit more relaxed and all that. So, you know, he told me about what happened to him when he was working. You know, all those people that will come to the office, instead of going to their workstation, sitting down and getting started on the day's work, you know, they go from office to office, you know, socializing, you know, and then they, yeah, yeah. And then they go to the MD's house at the end of, at, during the weekends, take their family there and all that. I just want to do my work. You know, I just want to do my work. That's what I'm yeah. paid for. That's yeah. why I'm here. This doesn't mean that I'm not social. You know, but I the way I live my life is that an activity has to have a purpose. It has to have value before I get excited about being involved in it. So I can be excited about an activity if it doesn't have clear value clear purpose, you know, a clear objective. I have people who would come to my table and tell me, oh, Shay, please, could you help me design this, you know, um, PowerPoint presentation? I said, fine, that's good. That some people would actually come. Sometimes when I go for lunch, I'd come back and actually see envelope of money under my keyboard with a note, somebody asking me to help them prepare a presentation, you know, and then some people would approach me and ask me questions. How do you feel about this? What do you think? I'm having a problem. You, you, that makes sense to me, you know, but yeah. I'm not the kind of person that I see the MD or my superior coming and then I pretend as if I'm busy, you know, or I quickly walk up to them to carry the bag and all of that, you know, just so that I can neglect to do the work that I was employed for. But when it comes time for appraisal, because of some of those favors are done for the superior, then they would give me, you know, uh, a, a favorable grading, you know. So yeah. there are people like that, and that's what happened in the audio event that day. You know, I, that day, that day was—I don't know what the heck I was doing in there because I felt like I was a fish out of the sea. Like no, literally, everyone was. You it, everyone was, you know, from Africa, and you know, and everyone. Yeah. And I looked around. I was like, CJ, you're in the wrong room. What the? No, what are you doing? If, and I think it was meant to be because I needed to talk to you. I needed to talk to you. It and was. your passion that, and your love for life and your integrity. You're like, I don't care who's listening to me. And I was like, whoa, okay. I want that person. And the reason being is that you were so honest about yourself. And this is what I want to do is I want to I wanna talk to you. You know, people out there don't – I we, I've done it. I've done white lies and things like that. Like – Oh, CJ, can you do this project? And like, ah, I'm so busy, even though literally I'm just walking my dog. Like, you know what I mean? And Or like, CJ, what are you doing? I'm no. like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm watching Netflix, right? I mean, yes, you do those things. It's a white lie. You do it all the time. Yes, you, you know, you that was what I said. That, that was yeah. what I said initially, because I, I don't want to come here and come across. That was what I said. I'm not yep. a saint. I tell white lies. Yep. I tell white lies. Oh, yeah, my kids will ask me some things, you know, sometimes my, <laughs> my wife, you know, and all that. Oh, no, you you understand. Yeah. But we're talking about misrepresent, misrepresentation of reality or facts yep. that could damage the lives of other people or could That's hurt right. other people. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. I'm not talking yep. about something that we do out of love, out of affection, you know, because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings because they're, they're good friends of ours. Yeah. I, have, I have people like that. You know, I'll tell you, I'll work on it, you know, and then, you know, I don't have that time. But what happens is that eventually I will find the time to do some of that work, you know, because yep. it's telling the white lie. And then, you know, in, in a case where it has to do with a task, trying to make room to make sure that, you know, um, you deliver on that white lie to a certain extent. Yeah. Know? But here's what I want to ask you, though. Are there any practical strategies or techniques that individuals can employ to strengthen their integrity in the face of challenges. 
Because I know you've yes. been challenged a lot, right? Yes. Especially I, your I, integrity. I, we had this conversation over and over, even outside of right. LinkedIn. And so right. how do you stay true to yourself? Uh, is there any practical approach or strategies or even like look at red flags? There is, you know, um, and I will go back to what I've said before. It's about the upbringing, you know, nature and nurture, you know, because we, we, apart from the way a child is raised, apart from the way we are raised, you know, some of the values that we're exposed to, we, we need to understand that there, there are certain things that we're exposed to by our parents or the people that we associate with, people that we respect a lot, that become like very important values to us that we would not compromise. So that matters. You know, it's not just about you know, um, reading about these things, you know, because even the interest in reading up on strategies, you know, for maintaining your integrity in the face of all odds would only come if you have, you know, an awareness of those values. If you don't value integrity, you would not bother. You know, you probably go and buy 48 laws, you know, of power, Machiavelli, and you wouldn't care who you use you know, who everybody will be, you know, uh, expendable, you know, on, on your on your journey to the top, you know. But if you were brought up and you got that, you know, that moral value of not thinking of yourself alone, thinking of other people, and then not being inordinately attached to material things, you know, when you understand that material things are just utilitarian. They, they're just there to serve a purpose, you know. Food, you can only eat so much food. If you eat beyond a certain point, you'll be ill. you actually throw up, you know. So, I mean, I material things are important, but we need to have a sane, balanced, you know, um, relationship, you know, with material things. Once you have all of those things, it's easy, you know, for you to commit to staying true and with integrity regardless of what comes i'm telling you i really can't i can't even tell you how i made it you know because sometimes when i'm working and i have some free periods you know a couple of seconds or minutes and i think back on it i don't know how i i could hold i could hold my my principles you know i stand by my principles because things were i used to go out and look for people to to beg I was begging 50 naira, you know. I would beg for 50 naira. 50 naira is like one of the smallest denominations of money currencies that we currency that we have here. I would walk sometimes the distance that I would walk would be such that when I do get the 50 naira or 100 naira, this is someone who had worked in the bank, who was the head, you know, group head of brand communications to then get reduced to that level. You know, so I think it has to do with our understanding of what integrity is, you know, and understanding that we would live with ourselves. Can you live with yourself after you've compromised your integrity to get your way? You know, so because you will live with yourself. Every morning you wake up, you're with you. Anywhere in the world you go, you're with you. That is the one constant, you know, and you means that unless you unless a person has an accident and has amnesia, you can remember what you did, you know. And I think psychologically, from the little that I've read a bit about, you know, psychology, when you're walking, it even affects your posture, you know, to a certain extent. If you're someone who's compromised him or herself internally, this is what I feel. Wow. Um, I wanted That's to give it to people there. 50 Naira, okay, Nigerian money, oh. in U.S. dollars, guys, is 12 cents. 12 cents. Oh. Okay? Yeah. So think That's about you all the way down to the ground, begging for your family, but <laughs> keeping your integrity intact. That is amazing. Now, I can't believe we're almost ending, so I'm going to ask you this last <laughs> question, Okay. Okay. If today is your last day on this earth, 
what would be your message to your future families? I'm talking about great, 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 great grandkids. Oh, oh, most important thing gets an education very important. Education is not for you to earn a living. It's actually to transform your life. What it does is that it changes the way you see things. So what education does is that when you have it, even when you're, when you're poor, you're actually not so poor. It doesn't affect you that much, you know, because the way you see would be different. That's one. And education means that you'd be able to read books, you know, and once you're literate and you can read books, it means that you can expand your knowledge further, you know, so you can become from educated, you can become enlightened. And once you're enlightened, the, the energy of your life is just different. It changes, you know, it's not limited to or anchored purely on material things, which are very important, you know, because you can't touch lives unless you have some means, you know. But the thing is that if you put material things before education and enlightenment, it's like putting the cart before the horse. And that is why we have a lot of people who become wealthy and then their lives become worse than it was before they got the wealth. A lot. We have endless examples. So get an education, read extensively, read as if your life depends on it because it does. You know, just read books. You know, Charles Dickens, Agatha Christie, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Just read extensively. Beautiful books, classics, the old ones. Then, be good to as many people as you can be. If you have, and the person comes to you and they ask you, if you have, you give if you can. If you cannot give as much as they ask, tell them, that, okay, well, I know you asked for this much but this is how much I have. If possible, what I do is I bring out what I have so that they can see it. I say, okay, you take this. This is what I can spare. You know, I have kids, so I will hold on to this. But however, if something comes up before tomorrow, I'll let you know, and then I might be able to help you with the rest. But this is what I can do now. So be good to as many people as you can be. Be honest. You know, honesty is important, which has to do with integrity. I think if a person doesn't have integrity, there could be, it could lead to a mental illness, you know, because you're deceiving yourself, I think, you know, and I think the worst kind of deception is self-deception, you know, because you can't remember all of the stories you have created, you know, you have to keep remembering, okay, what did I tell this person that I was? What did I tell this person that I did? You know, but if you're honest and you have integrity, you can always express yourself and you won't see someone and then hide. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you have peace. So integrity and work hard. Work hard. You know, I, I, I say sometimes that work is the highest form of worship, you know, Citing the Bible again, you know, I always remember the proverb about talents, you know. I'm citing it as purely historical source, you know, where the master gave the three slaves, you know, some talents, you know, for them and all of that. And one went and hid it in the ground somewhere, you know, saying that, well, the master was a very hard one, that if anything happened to the talents, when he comes back, you probably throw him in jail or something. And the other two went and traded with him. And when the master came and he saw that some of them are traded with it and they are yielded increase. He took from the one that went and hid his talent, you know, leaving the talent idle and follow and gave to the one that had the most, you know. So work won't kill you. That's one thing my mother taught me. You know, I've always been a hard worker. I work until I can't stay awake anymore, you know. And by the grace of God, that's how, to a certain extent, I've been able to climb to the point that I am now, and I'm still climbing, you know, so hard yeah. work, very key. I tell my kids all the time, you know, get that education, that's why I'm spending so much to do that, be enlightened, read, you know, I remember when I was younger, I would be in the room, 
you know, um, I have two late brothers, two brothers of mine, younger ones are passed, you know, and they would go up and down, you know, exchanging, you know, um, Game Boy, Game Boy cartridges. In those <laughs> days. Yeah. You know, they would go, you know, you, you swap them, you have a particular yeah. cartridge, a particular game, you want to swap with someone who has another game. You know, yeah. when I'm inside the house and I'm reading Charles Dickens, you know, Great yeah. Expectation, A Tale of Two Cities and all of that, you know, and one of them is late now. Um, and uh, the other one is not doing too badly, you know, but I'm the one who's done the, the best of all of them, you know, and I'm not saying that out of pride. I'm saying it out of practicality. You know, when you read, what you're doing is you're investing in you. That's what reading does. Because yes. it, 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 yes, it expands your perspective. You, you, I, I, I've traveled all over the world just by reading. I, I know. I love that. You so know? that that's when I get lonely, yeah. too. When I was an only child and I would get lonely, I would read. Oh, and oh. Um, I don't feel lonely anymore because I didn't have any brothers exactly. and sisters. So I'm reading, oh. I'm like, oh, wow, what happened to this character? And, you know, oh. what? And, and that's what reading does for me. But today, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate Pleasure you. Everybody Pleasure now can see that you are real. <laughs> You're not fake. You're not <laughs> away from the video. And, and now they see why I'm always talking so highly of you because I was very moved, you. you know, by you. your integrity. And I wanted to end this and part this live today by saying that integrity integrity refers to the quality of being honest ethical and having strong moral principles it is the adherence to Absolutely. a set of values and principles that even when no one is watching you're still there right true, a person true, with integrity true. acts in a manner of consistent with their beliefs and values and they are trustworthy reliable and truthful in their actions and interactions with with you know with one another or with other people but also True. integrity is often associated with qualities such as like you said honesty mm. fairness accountability and transparency okay it True. involves True. doing the right thing even when it may be difficult or unpopular like what you did right but yes. individuals with integrity are known for their consistency in their words and actions, and they strive to maintain a high standard of ethical behavior. So it is essential in your various pa parts of your life. It's including personal relationships, professional environments, leadership positions, right? In personal per yes. relationships, integrity fosters trust, respect, open communication. In your workplace, it could be crucial for building a positive work culture, fostering teamwork, establishing a reliable uh, reputation, right? In leadership, integrity is especially important as it sets an example for others to follow and help you create sure. an atmosphere of trust. And of course, credibility is a big thing. But how do you maintain sure. it? Maintaining integrity requires self-awareness, self-discipline, mm -hmm. and a mm -hmm. commitment to doing what is right, even when faced with challenges or temptations. It involves True. making ethical choices and taking responsibility for your action. A person with integrity yes. is willing to admit mistakes, learn from True. them, and make amends when necessary. But also, it is True. highly valued trait in, in all of us, really. Um, organizations, society as a whole, it contributes to the development of trust, a foster a positive in relationships, and promote a sense of fairness and, of course, justice. And... True. I will definitely see if you're in, you know, you have integrity and you're like, well, who the hell are you? Like, I don't care what you <laughs> listen. I am a nobody. You're right. But I have I am somebody to somebody else. And we True. are all are. We are somebody to somebody else. Right. It's Absolutely. not or arrogant or anything. All I'm trying to do is make a cohesive community where we all can learn from each other. We're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We're going to hurt some sure. people. We're sure. going to probably trample some people that we're not even intentionally doing it. But know mm. that the core of my heart and the core of me as a being is a never to intentionally hurt anyone. That's just not who I am. Sure. Right. Sure. And if you don't see that, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> like, I really don't. Uh, but I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I wanted to say this. 
how miraculous can it be that me, a Nigerian, is actually on a show and the topic is integrity. That's that not what we're known for <laughs> in Nigeria. I know. So I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. Maybe some people would see this and would really understand that even though we say it all the time, it is the truth that we're all just human beings. You know, mm -hmm. fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, brothers, we have similar issues, similar struggles, same things we're dealing with, same hopes, dreams, thoughts, challenges, temptations, concerns, just the same thing. Only difference is just the national you know, entity. That, yeah, you know, I don't actually see that. you. I don't actually see you, even though you're in Nigeria. I know, you know, a lot yeah. of controversies, like, oh, they're the number one scam people or whatever. Yeah. See, I yeah. don't, I don't see people. I do sometimes when in my mode, I'm like, oh God, these people, blah blah blah, you know. But you have to really think about that. Each individual, right? When you say, oh God, all Asians are are, um you know, good with math. We're not all good with math. I know some of my people are like, can't even count with their toes. Okay. And they're Asians. It's not that. You have to look at people as an individual. Truly you do. Right. And brother, you are a needle in a haystack. I just want you to know that. Thank okay. You. you are very Thank special you. and you always have a special Thank place you. in my heart for your integrity. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for being Bye. here. Thank you Peace for coming. Out. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Level Up Podcast Academy today. We dove deep into the realms of personal and professional growth, and we hope you're walking away with a fresh perspective and inspiration. Remember, our journey doesn't end here. Join our Level Up community on LinkedIn, a vibrant space where inspiration and collaboration are the heart of progress. Together, we can push boundaries, exchange ideas, and truly level up in every aspect of our lives. Visit our website, luabydocleland.com and sign up to become part of a network that's all about growth and connection. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more enlightening sessions and follow us on our social media channels to stay updated. Let's keep the conversation going and continue to rise together. Until next time, keep leveling up. This is your host, Dr. Leland.